0: Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah are mostly filled with judgment on Judah and the surrounding countries. In those chapters, they are warned of impending doom uh, due to their sin, excesses, and idolatry. That certainly comes to pass. Jerusalem is destroyed, and up to 90% of the population is either killed killed or taken into captivity. In chapter 40, there's a dramatic change of message. God speaks to the prophet and says, comfort, yes, comfort my people. Cry out to her that her warfare is ended and that her iniquity is pardoned. To those who are broken, living in exile, who have been living out a 70 year captivity to the Babylonian empire, hope is what is needed. Surely they have given up on their belief that they are a special people and are set apart by God. They've been crushed by a dominating enemy. Their entire homeland was destroyed and they have lived among that enemy for years. Surely their understanding of power in the world starts and ends with their oppressors and the gods that their oppressors serve. The God of Abraham that their fathers believed in has has been crushed, defeated. His holy place has been destroyed. They would have no idea where to look for God, even if he were alive. Their perception of God has been damaged beyond repair. He was not strong enough. He was not a savior for them. He could not provide for them or sustain them. In their moment of despair, where was this God who was supposed to be so powerful? Have you ever felt that way? Do you look at the circumstances of your life or the world around you and wonder, where is this powerful God to be found? Israel was surrounded by those who believed in lesser gods, who had seemed to prove themselves over the God of Israel. It was tempting to bow down to man-made idols of these uh, thought more powerful gods. It was tempting to see those conquering kings as supremely powerful. And then comes chapter 40, and God speaks. The God who has been silent and seemingly missing, seemingly impotent, now he speaks. And what is his message? He says, I am God, eternal, powerful, your savior, your shepherd, the one who is at work in you even now. The God that they had imagined, the God they thought they understood, that God was too small. And in Isaiah chapter 40, God shows them this. They needed to see the world as it really was. God was not too small or weak or unable. He was not disinterested or distant. Yes, He had allowed their destruction, but now He was ready to restore them. And so in chapter 40, He shows the shallowness and smallness of man's power compared to Him. He says this All flesh is grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. He goes on to say, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Who has measured the heavens with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure? Who has been God's counselor and who has shown him knowledge? The nations are just a drop in the bucket, small dust on the scales. They had completely missed the greatness of God who was there. They had failed to imagine that his greatness was so far above everything that they knew. The idols that are made by a craftsman, uh, he says in chapter 40, are made just with silver or gold. Or for the poor, they are just carved out of a tree. But he says this, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning that God sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He brings the princes to nothing. The judges of this earth, useless. Scarcely are they planted and scarcely are they sown when he will blow on them and make them wither. To whom will you liken me, God says, and who will be my equal? Lift up your eyes and see all. who created all of these things. Who brings out the stars by number and calls them by name? Okay, Greg, you're thinking, I know he is great and powerful, but my circumstances are not changing as much as I pray. Maybe he's too distant to see me. Maybe I'm just, as chapter 40 says, like a grasshopper in his eyes. Well, surely the Jews thought similar. They thought that they were forgotten over the course of 70 years. They thought that they were unseen by this God. In chapter 40, God says that they say, My way is hidden from the Lord. My claim is passed over by my God. But here's his promise to them. He says he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. So he says to them this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So how about you? Could it be that the God that you think you know is not really the powerful God of the universe at all? Just like the idols, idol makers, have you made an image in, in your mind that is small? It is nothing compared to what the real God is. Is your God too small to help, to heal, to change a life? Is your God too small to, to be the real God that works wonders? If you're a follower of Yahweh, of Jesus, then your God is present He is at work even when you don't see. He cares for you like a shepherd. He gives you strength when you turn to Him. Not just strength to get by, but strength to run, strength to soar. Read chapter 40 and be encouraged by what the Lord says to you through that today. Have a great week.